sacred rituals, and a cosmic community to enchant your mystical life. This podcast feels like soulful conversations by the fire and under the desert stars, as if you are hanging with your best friends, talking about purpose, the cosmos, and the divine journey we are all on. My name is Anna Alic, and this is the Topanga Moon Podcast. So we've, we've definitely been in this year, but I haven't done an interview or solo episode for a while. And you've definitely heard me on the podcast through meditations, but it's really nice to be back. And especially with this incredible interview that I'm so excited to bring. It's just so fun, so expansive, and I know you'll really, really love it. Um, yeah, so I guess at the beginning of this year, I went on a little trip to Joshua Tree to start the new year off in Joshua Tree. Haven't been in a while, and my sister lives in LA, so I try to go out to California as much as I can. Um, I went with my friend Annetta, who um, has been working with me a lot in costume design world. And since we've been working so much, we thought, hey, let's go to our favorite place in the desert and just sit in a hot tub under the stars and have a good old time (laughs) in our favorite place. And it was like a crazy travel experience. We had to take separate flights and then um, just because of this insane snowstorm before we left and then... We flew to Las Vegas because we thought, oh, it'd be amazing to drive through the Mojave, but our flights were landing at different times. So basically, we didn't get to Joshua Tree until maybe half an hour before the new year. (laughs) So it was still such an amazing time. We saw some of our friends. We went on hikes. We checked out some new places. There's some really amazing, amazing places in the desert right now. I had my first experience at gross grocery outlet. Um, everyone calls it gross out. And basically it's just discounted um, products and produce and all things. Um, and people love it there. It's pretty epic. And then we also checked out the copper room, which is amazing. Probably my favorite new place in the desert. It is an old airport lounge from the 70s like perfectly intact looks like you're stepping back in time it's so vibey it's so amazing I loved it and um yeah we went we did the usual desert thing (laughs) which is hikes and just enjoying like this beautiful open quiet landscape 
and just resetting. And we spent so many time, so much time in the hot tubs, which was basically the main reason what we wanted to do there. And then we took this new route to go to LA, which was really, really epic. Our friend Shiva told us about it and drove through Johnson Valley and was able to see the most amazing, beautiful full moon rising over the desert with mountains in the background. And it was such a moment. It was super, super magical. So that was a pretty great start to the new year. Um, And now I'm back on the podcast and bringing you more interviews and solo episodes as well as meditations. And I am beyond thrilled to have Andrea of Garden State Guide on the podcast today. This is such a fun, trippy, otherworldly, incredible conversation. I really just wanted to have this chat with her the same way that we have our really cool voice note chats all the time to each other about different topics, things that we're exploring, questions we're asking. And this conversation is exactly why I started the podcast. It feels like you're just tuning in to two friends talking and they're just hanging out in the desert, of course, and drinking wine or some tea and just talking about these really expansive topics around the universe and energy, mindset shifts, and so much more. And just like allowing the questions to take us on a journey and not having to know the answer. I think that was a big thing and a beautiful blessing of this conversation of just asking the questions, exploring it together, and not having to come up with a complete answer right now. And I think that just is so natural, and I don't think we hear that a lot. I think that a lot of these podcast episodes, especially in the wellness space, it's like they want to have some sort of like perfectly put together solution or answer and I just don't think that's the the case all the time so allowing the question to just be and then to challenge our own perspective and you will hear that a lot in this conversation as we try to we are like trying on these concepts and really exploring and going to the edge with them which was really really fun and I think that came into play because there wasn't much of a prep. I feel like we're, we're both so steeped into this knowledge and our own grounded practices every day that whatever wanted to flow through was flowing through in that moment. And it was just so cool to capture that because I feel like that's where you get the real stuff. That's where you get the essence and the exciting new ways of looking at something. And Andrea has this amazing and just gentle way of allowing the discourse and being a container for this exploration. As we talk about, you know, going beyond niches and not having to have a niche, just like what everyone telling you that you have to and following what feels right for you and how mindset work can still feel counterculture, which was really cool to dive into because, you know, there's so much talk about it, but when we're actually in the practice of it, it does feel like it's still counter to the culture and the liberation 
from tapping into that neuroplasticity and how human design can help us shatter these cultural ideas and and just give us a language for all of it. And does your mindset supersede your physical health? So kind of like what, what comes first or like what is needed for total health and wellness? Is it, is your mind more important or is it the food or the other things that you're doing or a combination of all? And we try to go into that topic and really just explore and just allowing the mystery of life and allowing the mystery of everything when it comes to wellness. Is there destiny? And if so, does that work with multiple timeline theories and free will? And there's just so much more that we get into in this really really cool conversation. So I hope you enjoy this episode of Topanga Moon Podcast. Yeah. Um, like I, I've been listening to a lot of like farm podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Just my weird interest. Like I, my I love favorite, it. my favorite podcast is called um, True Tales from Old Houses. And oh, of course. Yeah. It's so good because it's just like teaching you how to like maintain an old house. And and it's like a lot of like really practical tools in there, plus stories, plus Mm -hmm. interviews. And I just really love the host and how she speaks. There's something like Mm -hmm. very soothing about it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I, it, it's just such a fun podcast for me. It's like truly my favorite and I can't find any others like it. Like it's so, mm. it's like actually like such a niche market as we talk about mm-hmm. niche. Well, yeah, we're gonna get yeah. into that. Um, Yay! But it's um, it's something where I can't find, and unless you like have an old house, mm-hmm. you can't really be an expert on old houses. Do you know what I mean? Like you just have an interest yeah. in it, and I can talk about it, but I'm not an expert because I don't have one. And I mm-hmm. just like maybe because I'm so interested in that topic it's like so exciting to me where other people would be like, oh, this is so boring, you know, but there's (laughs) (laughs) like, I'm just an old granny sometimes. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. Because it just feels so authentic. Like you have this pulse that just follows you and I love it. So when you talk about it and you share like your excitement about it all, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes perfect sense. My like weird, like rants about flippers on Instagram (laughs) I love it I love it so much I really do it's because there's um I don't know sometimes it feels like everyone just wants to be the same Mm. and the positions that they're taking on things are just the same versions of everything else Yeah. So like to hear your take on flippers and like how frustrating it is to see it and how it dampens the quality and it mm-hmm. removes like the gifts of the old home and like the value that you get by actually taking care of it and like trying to treat it like it's meant to. I just I love how that perspective is different because everyone wants or it seems like everyone wants like a modern. Yeah. Whatever. Idolized 
the flipping um category because of shows like on HDTV and all of these yeah. networks and I do like like some of those shows but I also f- see how it can be so damaging mm-hmm. because now I'm getting into the market I'm looking at houses and I'm like oh wow all of these houses that I would have been able to potentially afford I can't anymore mm. because someone has come in they obviously had the capital to begin mm-hmm. with they don't care about this old house at all they take yeah. they buy one for like you know a hundred thousand two hundred thousand they put the cheapest stuff in there they rip out everything they don't care about the quality they don't take the time because mm-hmm. they're not renovating for themselves they're renovating for profit and yeah. the old model was like oh put the cheapest stuff in make it look presentable and modern like all of them are gray mm-hmm. and all of them have these like they're all the same every single mm-hmm. one and then they mm-hmm. put up the price to like 500000 and you're like, well, it's just kind of ruined this really like special place and it's saturated mm-hmm. the market and it drives up. So it's like causing so many more issues where it's just mm-hmm. like a fad that's going on. And, but mm-hmm. I do, okay, I want to talk about all this stuff because I think it's really important. <laughs> I think it leads yeah. into the like healing wellness world as well Mm -hmm. I think there's like so many Mm -hmm. parallels that we can like draw from that but I want to like start off the podcast by saying hi okay yeah so we can just keep going I'm sure I'll keep this in um (laughs) so excited to have you on Topanga Moon podcast what I'm the most excited about is that we have these incredible epic conversations through text voice memos And I'm always like, no one gets to hear it, but I really want people to hear it because I think it's such like interesting conversation, always gives me these like light bulb moments. And that's why I was like, we need to do a podcast together. So I'm Mm -hmm. here with Andrea. She is Garden State Guide, um, obsessed with, you know, wellness and the mind and what the mind can do and definitely will help Mm -hmm. you in cultivating your relationship with your mind and all the beautiful practices that you can do on a daily basis to really like live your best life and and have an amazing experience so I'm so excited that you're here so thank you I am so excited to be here oh my gosh we have the best conversations and it just feels like such a treat to put them on a podcast I'm really yeah grateful to be here thank you can you give my audience like a very quick synopsis bio about what you do kind of like what brought you to this moment of all the things that you're providing and like kind of like the path that you're Mm -hmm. taking I know that those are all broad terms but (laughs) if you could just do a little what would be your intro like if you meet someone at a party and they're like oh you know what what lights you up what would be the response to that Okay, so the number one thing that lights me up is the idea of living the life, like living the life of your dreams, living life to the fullest, whatever that means to you, that is the number one thing that lights me up. And the way that I choose to get there is through this understanding that everything starts in the mind. And the reason that we may not be living up to our potential or the reason that we may be skipping out on our dreams or the reason that we may be feeling fearful or whatever is because of all the things that are held within the subconscious 
just by the nature of how we're designed. It's, it's really not like personal. It's not an issue with your life. It's just kind of the way that we're designed, which is an important thing to know. And how liberating it is to know that you can tap into neuroplasticity to change what's being held in your subconscious to get you closer to living that dream life. Amazing. And the, the reason I got here was because I've spent almost all of my life so far living this template that was provided to me that eventually I realized didn't work and didn't fit. And then I started to question like, what am I even doing? I reached a point in that path of like, okay, I've achieved the things that I was told would bring me this feeling of success. And I felt none of it. Mm. I felt like empty, like I was missing things and I wasn't, I was very confused. Um, and then just leaning into the teachings of Joe Dispenza, which I know we both are obsessed mm. with He's the and thought leaders in like, yeah, exactly. He's, thought leaders in that subconscious space. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, just really set me on a path of understanding potential and then applying it to my own life and realizing like, wow, this stuff really works. And so how can I help encourage people to stop playing small and stop living a life that they're not meant to live and really step into the thing that's going to light them up? Mm. And don't you find that that notion in itself even though a lot of people are talking about it, even though, I mean, we're in this world, we're in this sphere, so we see it all the time. And, and you know, you see so many people talking about it online, but it's still counterculture. I really mm, believe yeah. it's still not mainstream because if it was mainstream, then we would all be living in alignment all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we're not. And we can even yeah. know these concepts, but still not reach that like it's it's we're still on the journey of that potentiality really mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. it comes to consciousness mm -hmm. and the universe and what it really means to be in alignment and I mean yeah Joe Dispenza was my first introduction um and it sounds mm -hmm. like he was like your introduction too mm -hmm. actually my very very first introduction was Louise Hay and that was the first time mm -hmm. where I read a book her book you can heal your life and I was like oh my gosh I, I I didn't even I didn't even know that this was a thing that this was possible mm -hmm. um and then it led me to all these other people but really we're still I think at the early stages of all of that and I think mm -hmm. another evolution of that has been human design because human yeah. design is really challenging individuals to live an individual unique life that completely shatters the status quo. So 100% counterculture. I do. And you touched on something that is like, I feel so deeply within me is like this idea of you can see the words written on a page of, on a, on a screen or on a piece of paper of like, this is what you need to do to elevate your consciousness. But until we start actually playing with the tools and practicing the things that we're being taught, nothing is going to change. And I think mm -hmm. that it is still counterculture because we're living in a world where people are passing notes to each other of like, like oh, wow, these words sound really nice. Oh, take mm -hmm. a look at this message. 
and you feel good for like a split second it gives mm-hmm. you that boost of like, oh, okay, I, yeah, I can do this. But then you go back to the same habits, the same behaviors, the same whatever that just keep you in that, um, in like your comfort zone, not maximizing like your dream life, right? So it is very counterculture to witness people actually going for it and making the changes. Because it's it's asking you to break out of what the mainstream narrative is essentially which is so terrifying it is because the mainstream narrative is keeping people in fear it's perpetual Mm -hmm. fear it's not dressed in fear all the time but it's like subconscious keeping you in fear and it's the structures and it's the institutions and it's all of these things that sometimes have their place sometimes Mm -hmm. have beautiful results um Mm -hmm. But on the flip side of that is really taking us away from, you know, working with the earth and mm. working with like and understanding the energetics of the world. Um, mm. And I just think of like, you know, farming as an example, um, you know, taking people away from growing their own food. We've now created this culture of relying on these bigger systems to provide us food Mm -hmm. and that really takes us away from like what does it mean to be nourishing what does it mean to nourish our own Mm -hmm. bodies and this is just an example and you can relate that to now your mind you know what I mean so it's like now there's all these new systems to come into play um, whether it be technology or social media all these things that can hijack your own consciousness experience does this any of this make sense (laughs) Mm -hmm. yes totally and I think something you touched on that I think is important to mention too is like how society is rooted in fear Mm -hmm. and how it can come off in such disguise because there is a big fear of stepping out of the mainstream yeah and I think that fear is um fear of isolation and fear of abandonment and fear of exile because when you go out of the social norms we have this deep-seated need to belong right we have this deep-seated need to be in community and when you think about doing something different than the mainstream all of a sudden you start thinking like oh my gosh I'm not going to have any people I'm not going to have my community Mm -hmm. when the truth is when you start to unravel all of the conditioning and start to step into the person that you really are, you start to connect with the people that actually are magnetized to the true you, which is the biggest sense of belonging that you could ever feel, right? It's like 100%. The, belong, the belonging that you feel by following mainstream because you're afraid is a false sense of belonging, I mm-hmm. think. Yep. And it's like, when we can go down more of our individual path. And that's why I love um, human design so much because it gives a language to that. And I could, you know, understand these concepts before, but I never really had the language to understand it in a proper way. So for example, you know, me being a generator, um, I'm truly only supposed to do things that light me up. Mm -hmm. And when you tell that to people, it's like, oh, but then you're lazy or you're, there's all these like labels that can be put to you. Yeah. It's like, that's, 
unrealistic. How yeah, could you who do you think you only are? Do we all you have to like work at jobs we hate. <laughs> and I've done that my, you know, yeah. my whole life. Yeah. So like the first time that I was able to understand these concepts of um, really honoring the unique individual. And I think that's a lot of your work, right? Of understanding mm -hmm. the mind. What is the mind capable of using the mind to really like have the most amazing experience in your life and, and transform your thoughts, then you transform your life. And it's really, you know, for me, it was like having that extra language to be like, oh no, it's okay if I desire these things, because that's mm -hmm. really what I, I'm here to do. And I found mm -hmm. examples, even in the beginning of this year, it feels like more and more I am, you know, I'm still coming up against the old programming, programming of the mind of, mm -hmm. oh, well, I have to do this X, Y, and Z to make money, you know, and mm -hmm. these structures are actually falling away from me these opportunities are falling away from me. And I know it's for a reason. It's to show me that mm -hmm. like, once again, you're following the fear of, oh, I need to like line up something or I don't know like how I'm going to generate income in the next couple months, all these things, but they're really mm -hmm. not the things that light up my soul. So my soul, which is tied to this understanding of being a generator is like, no, 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 no. We're going to take it all away. <laughs> So you see that truly you have to have that trust mm -hmm. in what you follow, like the joy you follow, we will bring you the abundance that you're looking for, but mm -hmm. it takes that mental clarity and that trust. And I feel like you're, you're going to have so much to say about this, but I, I've been noticing even today, I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to get into like you know, uh, Airbnb arbitrage and finding all these like funny ways to try to make money. And um, it's just the old programming of fear coming mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love this so, so much. And I, I know that you have encountered examples in your life where you've been able to collect the evidence of like playing around, actually applying the knowledge that you've gained through HD and playing around with it and having your own life experiment and seeing mm -hmm. things turn out for you in a way that's like, wow, yes, this is what it's supposed to be like. And so two things that I really love when it comes to mindset and reframing is number one, your reality will only ever reflect what you're holding within your subconscious. And so if you're focusing on the fear of like, it's not going to work out for me, or like, I need to find something because finding my joy and doing that isn't going to be enough, then your reality is going to reflect that to you. Mm, so true. But number two is the power of choice that you have to witness that fear, witness that resistance and make a different choice and say, no, that's just my old pro programming. I've been there. I've done that. I know what that feels like. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to bravely and boldly choose something different, which is really mm. uncomfortable. And it's really yes. difficult. Like we talk, you know, when you talk about it, it sounds like it, when you put it into words, it's really simple, truly. But the act of performing these choices and the act of living out those choices is really difficult. Yes, because it goes along with the counterculture. 
Yeah. And our deep programming, not just on, as an individual, but as a person in our society. Mm-hmm. So there's like two but then I love- strains of that. Absolutely. But going back to our OG guy, Joe Dispenza, what I love so much about him is his ability to combine the science with the spirituality. And like when you read the facts of, you know, all the tests that he's done on his participants and the results that they've they've gotten from the work and how our mind works and the data he's collected, that to me helps me feel grounded in possibility. It's like, okay, these are the facts that are going to keep me grounded in this experiment and trust that if I just continue to show up and continue to practice, the things that I desire will unfold for me, Um, which I think, I don't know about you, but that part for me feels necessary to like have the kind of cold, hard facts to be able to ground into Mm -hmm. while I play around with like the energetic or the spiritual feeling of like trying to experiment with it all. Yeah. It feels like an anchor. It it feels Mm -hmm. like something that is rooted in, you know, scientific knowledge. And that's why me and you both love science and spirituality because we think it goes hand in hand, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but to have that because scientific knowledge feels, even though it's, actually the same as spiritual knowledge i i would say Mm -hmm. it's more acceptable in Mm -hmm. our mind's eye so we can ground into it and root into it even though if you talk about the universe if you talk about god both are equivalent all things are you know Mm -hmm. those things are of equal importance i would say Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. you know our consciousness level hasn't gotten there yet So we need to ground into the science to then experience the supernatural. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's interesting because I'm with you that it's one and the same. And I think our science is just catching up with spirituality. Like Mm -hmm. it's starting to measure the unseen, the, the felt but unseen aspects of life that we all experience to some degree science is just finally catching up with being able to record and provide data around all of that. Um, But exactly to your point that it's like more accepted. Mm -hmm. It's like, (laughs) I shared about this on my Instagram a while ago about the credibility I felt about talking from a scientific lens Mm, and like how that was like my comfort zone and my safety. It's like, okay, I can be perceived as more legit if I speak about the science. And so that's why like, it does feel like an anchor in my life when I'm on this experiment of like, okay, science is accepted and feels factual. And so if I have that grounding me while I go out and play and try on new new ideas and new perspectives on Versailles and see what happens, talk to the universe, see how it responds to me, ask for signs, talk to my guides, all of that fun, exciting mm. spiritual stuff feels like doable when I'm grounded by that anchor of like the science of spirituality. Yeah. And then it could just be layers, you know, like as you continue on in the journey and you experience more and you're more aware, like because of the past two years of really, um, you know, grounding into my faith of God and, and knowing that there is always something better on the other side, 
Mm. even though my mind can kind of go into like the little bit of fear mode, it always goes back to, oh, but there's a way forward there. I've seen it before. I've experienced it. I have examples now that I can go back to. So it's that those layers that we can continuously expand into. But on this kind of trajectory, I really am fascinated right now um, about the health and wellness industry, because I think so Mm. many people are talking about health in terms of our physical health and our mental health. Mm -hmm. Do you think mental health, like mental um, or like mind healthiness supersedes physical healthiness? Mm. That's a big, big question. Right? I've been, because I've been like, oh, I have to get the Berkey. You have to filter my water. I have to like, you know, get on these protocols. Oh, I can't, I can't eat anything with seed oils anymore because that's Mm -hmm. not right. And like, um, everyone has their tips and tricks and things. And even though I completely agree, I think all of those things are so important. Having organic food, there's legitimate science to all of those things Mm -hmm. of, you know, needing to be um, having all of those beautiful things in your body because they also have their own vibration. I I know examples of people who never did any of that Mm -hmm. and lived a super long life. Mm -hmm. And it was more so their attitude, like smokers who have like, not that I ever want to promote that. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, examples of people who their mental strength was so much stronger than whatever they were doing Mm -hmm. and I would say that kind of Joe Dispenza talks about this a lot so does Bruce Lipton so Bruce Lipton is the king of epigenetics who says that yes right love him too um yes (laughs) our inner environment which stems from the mind can outpower anything in our environment and it's a very bold concept it is because people it can be be very triggering for people yeah it triggers people for sure it can trigger people for sure (laughs) um for me personally I am open to the possibility that everything literally everything begins in the mind and everything can be healed through our subconscious and it's all about you know that I also love organic eating I love fruits and vegetables like I almost feel embarrassed by the amount by which I love fruits and vegetables like it seems strange (laughs) um and it's not necessarily because I want to be a healthy eater it's just because I I really love it um but do I think that someone who doesn't eat as much fruits and vegetables could be just as healthy or healthier because of their mindset I'm totally open to that Mm, yeah yeah and I know like there's countless examples of people overcoming severe illnesses Mm -hmm. and issues in their body by working through their mind and that stuff fascinates me like absolutely fascinates me. So do I think that mental health comes before bodily physical health? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, speaking from experience on my own 
personal journey. Like I started meditation was like my key, my entry point to this mm -hmm. whole mindset stuff. And through that meditation journey is where I was like introduced to Joe Dispenza and, and countless of other countless other people. Um, but in that journey, I started with my mind and it actually prompted me to make physical changes in mm. my body. Like I know what you it mean. prompted me to become vegetarian because it was listening to my own inner voice of like, I actually hate eating meat. And I think about being a child and like picturing the animal on my plate and feeling very upset. But you know, when you're in a family situation, like you're just, you just do what your family does. Like there's no questioning really. Yeah, um, but that mindset journey, yeah, it prompted me to make physical changes, but whether that's just because I was listening more to my inner voice or because I felt like I needed a clearer channel and maybe like the things that we put into our physical bodies impact that as, as well. I'm not sure, but I'm definitely open to it. If that makes sense. I love that. I love that answer because it's allowing for, for both and like for the mystery of life and for what we know about what can bring more vitality into your life because there's definitely mm -hmm. things like you know if I eat fast food every day of course I, I, I know that that's going to be you know detrimental to my body I, you know we just we know these things and to me I always see it as um a combination and like you were mm -hmm. saying the more I got into my um meditation practice and all these things I wanted to become healthier in my daily life in terms of mm -hmm. what I put into my body because mm -hmm. now I see my body as this beautiful vessel and how can mm -hmm. I clear that channel and for me to clear that channel it's there's different for me I'm like there's a different vibration to certain foods when it's organic when it's like not treated with chemicals and all these things it has a different vibrational imprint and that's how mm -hmm. I can see it and that feels different in the body or like it's the same as like if if um you know you always think like your 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 mom's food or your dad's food if made with love is so much better than going out to a restaurant of course because mm -hmm. there's the energetics of mm -hmm. of putting love into it while you're creating it and I'm a big believer of that but mm -hmm. yeah I think you're I think our minds can do the most miraculous things. I think spirit can do the most miraculous things. And I also think that there's things on this planet that were created to aid us in all of that. Yeah. So it's this beautiful Definitely. symbiotic relationship. I do feel the need to point out that like, it's also interesting because we can also see people that are doing everything by the book in terms of taking care of their physical container and still having issues. Yeah, so true. Which is maybe so a point true. to shifting into the mind and like, what do you need to uncover in the mind and what do you need to shift there to help yeah. you? Because you're doing everything. Yeah. Stuck in this healing phase of like, I've got to check my list to make sure that I don't have any toxic whatever in my life. And you're doing all of that, but still not relieved or not and it healed, could be right? Playing into the fear again and the anxiety, because I, I, you know, there's even some like health Instagram accounts that I've stopped following because it's always about like, oh, what's the next thing that we have to like say that's mm. evil, that's not working, and and then you start to get 
worried about everything around you and your every all of the surfaces and it's not it's then on a daily basis you're just kind of terrified of doing the wrong thing and I think that's where you get into those you know people who are following all of the different things out there and still not reaching like their version of health because I think everyone Mm -hmm. has their own versions as well Mm -hmm. um and that's why I it's so funny to see some of these like things pop up these new wellness trends these new like devices all these things and I'm like but we got our brains like we got our minds we don't really (laughs) need anything else like it's already in us yeah yes 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 absolutely and it does when you when you look at it from that perspective it does really come down to like what you believe to be true within mm. and so if you believe that you need all of these things to be healthy then of course your reality is going to reflect to you that you need all those things to be healthy yeah but touching on that um like fear of doing the wrong thing and like yeah. following all the protocols or like following the latest trend even when it comes to like exercise or whatever, um, this is where the gift of human design comes in again about teaching us like to experiment with our own um, way of living, right? Mm-hmm. Because we can do all of the things, but all of the things are going to change because everyone's going to come out with oh, I have a different idea to what you've seen. You've never seen this before. You got to try my method because it works. Like it works better than what you've experienced before. You got to go do it. But really all that we need is like a trust in ourselves, a connection with ourselves to experiment if we want to experiment. Try the thing that you might feel called to, like eating organic and see if it actually does anything for you. Mm. See if it actually does elevate your vibration because I think it does absolutely but that's on my own personal experimentation with it and as long as we are disconnected with ourselves and our sovereignty and like our ability to test whether something fits within us we're always going to be chasing the next thing because we're never gonna know we're never gonna know the truth and And we'll feel so so lost or like out there promising these results yes become very trendy and I understand why you know um but it's having that discernment knowing your individual needs Mm -hmm. and really what you always say is like go within you know Mm -hmm. what like check in with yourself and it's that Mm -hmm. daily practice and all the things that you do um, to have that connection to yourself, mm-hmm. to knowing what feels right for you within your own body. Like our bodies are like these ancient mechanisms that are completely designed to show us what to do. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because we're out here like looking for all these answers from other people mm-hmm. where it's like, really the the best path for us is within ourselves absolutely and the state of our culture our communities right now 
of always searching outside of ourselves for the answers makes perfect sense when from the time you were a child being conditioned into a certain way of being like not in a malicious way just in like your parents Mm -hmm. or your caregivers wanting the best for you wanting to protect you wanting to guide you with love but the message in a lot of that is your true nature is not it like it's not what you need to be showing the world you need to be a great student you need to be a quiet female you need to whatever the whatever the conditions are we've always been told that like who we are isn't it and you've got to be something else so of course we're all out here looking outside of ourselves for the Mm -hmm. answers it's wild but also back to human design and the center so I have an open ego so this is really important for me to be aware of because I can literally be convinced into anything like Mm. I can be talked into anything of like you will thrive by being this kind of person or living this kind of life and doesn't this dream sound nice to you and like I can because of my open ego I can really shape shift and take on anything and make it sound like great but I need to give myself space to not just like jump into everything that's being promised to me, all the promises of what I can achieve yeah. through following whatever protocol. I really need to like take the time and the space to just let that idea flow through and see if it still fits or run mm-hmm. it through my um, authority and see if it makes sense for me, I which like is that. a challenge a lot of the time. Okay, so I want to talk about some like trippy, you know, extra consciousness stuff with you because it's always so fun. And then I want to get back into some other stuff. I have a million different tangents I want to go on, but we both love uh, P the fairy and she talks about timeline jumping. Can you explain what timeline jumping is? I had a friend ask me the other day what it was and I was explaining it, but I want to hear your perspective and get into this like ultra consciousness state thing called timeline jumping. Yes. Timeline jumping is fascinating, blow your mind kind of stuff that if you've never played with it or experienced it, it's just going to seem wild. But How I would explain timeline jumping is tapping into the energetics of the you that already exists that you want to become more of. And so it's like merging the old energetic self with the new energetic self in a way that's very compassionate and like um, in integrity that allows you to step into the energetics of who you are, who you desire to be in a much more fluid way. Do you think then there are multiple possibilities and realities that exist at every single moment? Absolutely. Absolutely. I operate on the belief that anything is possible and that everything exists all at once. And I feel like science is catching up to some of these things. Like there's this thing called the double split um, experiment where they showed particles that were intertwined Mm -hmm. um, with each other. 
or is it the double split or it's some sort of experiment um quantum entanglement okay so quantum mm. entanglement Mm-hmm. is this real scientific theory and it's been studied where basically there are these two particles that are connected energetically but there is like literally it goes faster than the speed of light and they're communicating with each other which then prove that like on some sort of conscious level these two separate particles exist at the same time and I'm not explaining mm-hmm. it right but it is the coolest craziest thing ever Mm -hmm. and i think Mm -hmm. that goes along with this idea of what timeline jumping could be because Mm -hmm. it it exists in a now moment because uh as we know time is non-linear and everything is Mm -hmm. happening all at once but in order for us to experience this reality we have to experience it in a linear way yeah and so that, our minds don't explode and we don't get confused. Yeah. And like my mind explodes when I even like think about this. Like these are the topics <laughs> I'm like, me and you would be out in the desert somewhere having a drink and talking about quantum entanglement and yes, multiple realities and aliens. Yes. 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 <laughs> but then yes, I'm absolutely. like, I'm, so, I'm also such a believer in God and have been really like, going more deeply into my faith and I'm like okay so then how did God do all of this Mm. (laughs) how does that's a big question you know will come into that when we're talking about multiple possibilities of reality Mm. that is a big 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 question right because there's a question around okay what does the de- what does god mean to you what is your definition of god who what role does god play mm. in your reality and what does that look like um and also is there destiny and mm. are we designed to be right. a certain person in this world and reach that pinnacle if we choose because we have free will also right where we could be getting breadcrumbs of the things that our soul wants us to do wants us to thrive at but we could completely block it and completely shut it down and do something different because of free will so then I wonder then if we do have free will but we have multiple realities or potentialities then are we choosing different free will experiences in these mm. multiple realities. So destiny actually is a spectrum because mm. maybe we exist in another reality as this same <laughs> this is getting really trippy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but maybe I'm with you. I'm with you. We're existing in another reality that's slightly altered and we're experiencing something different in that reality because of the free will we chose in that reality, mm-hmm. but it's like it's like um, a room full of all these different lasers and we can't, we can only experience one, but they're all there Ooh. at the same time in different mm-hmm. colors, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, 100%. So there is something else in quantum physics that I find fascinating and think about often like how this applies to our life experience. And that's the observation effect, right? How mm-hmm. an atom, the existence of the atom is only through observing it. That's the double it's split only once experiment. We observe, yes. That's the one. It's yeah, only yeah. once we observe it 
then it meets our expectation and, and the thing that we expected to happen happens. Which is where this cool timeline jumping and multiple um, potentials and multiple dimensions and multiple ways and options, limitless options comes into play because it's not until you bring awareness to it that things start to happen. And it's interesting to think about because there's also obviously laws of the universe that come into play too. Like mm. <laughs> I was talking about this with my brother a while ago and it was funny because I think quantum physics is amazing and I'm sure he does too, but he was also pointing out like, you can't just decide that you wanna be a horse one day and in that moment shift into becoming a horse just that's because true. you decided that's what you wanted. And so that's another fascinating level to it all is like, okay, even if all possibilities are available at a certain time, do we need to play within certain laws mm, and limitations? I think that's within so that? true. It's yeah, a hundred percent because we're given certain structures and maybe that leads more to the destiny idea. Mm. Mm -hmm. And funnily enough, I was going to talk about this and it kind of goes together, but I don't know if you watched the latest um, Pamela Anderson documentary. It's no, but you mentioned so, it and I want so to. beautiful. And when you're watching this documentary unfold, you're like, wow, her life truly, she just followed whatever was unfolding in her life. Like mm -hmm. an example. And this is where I'm like, wow, maybe destiny and like there's a plan for us does exist because basically before she got Baywatch, they called her to do that audition 11 times and she turned it down 11 times. Wow. Now I'm an actress. So like you, if you turn something down once, like that's it. That's like it. It's, <laughs> it's even, it's crazy to think that she wasn't even in that mindset. Like she was just like, no, I have this going on or whatever. She wasn't thinking about it. And mm -hmm. the creators of Baywatch knew she was the one mm -hmm. and would not stop contacting her. And in, inter in entertainment, it's like completely unheard of. So, uh, and like, if you think about it, you think of Baywatch, that was her iconic role. That is like, you cannot think about that show without her. Right. Yes. And absolutely. the creators knew that at that time. And that feels so like destiny. Wow. Yes. It really does. It really, really does. And now my wheels are really turning around, like, because I think anything is possible and because I think it all starts in our mind, I do believe that we can point our focus in a certain direction and call in the things that we desire. Mm. But if there's an element in de of destiny in our lives too, are the things that we call in maybe going to bring us challenges and hurdles and obstacles mm. that ultimately yeah. redirect us into a different, into our original destiny? Yeah. I, I don't know. I think both can be true at the same time. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think is so miraculous and amazing about our universe and why it fascinates us so much is that there's definitely been times in my life where I was like wow that was truly meant to be mm. but maybe it would have happened sooner 
if I would have followed the destiny sooner, if that makes sense. Mm. But no, it couldn't have. That's another thing that I hold to be true too. Is right? like every single thing, every single step, every single decision is leading you on this path and it could not have been any different. And that's crazy. And so that. it might be cool to think about, oh, I could have, maybe I could have tapped into things sooner. I think about that with myself all the time too. It's like, yeah, maybe I wouldn't be turning 38 and like just getting into what I feel is my purpose and my passion if I would yeah. have just reacted sooner, but it couldn't have been that way. I wouldn't have experienced the things that I experienced and been able to come to the realization that I came to without everything that came before. So then do we still have free will? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's an amazing question, isn't it? Yeah. But maybe because is it possible that we will spend our whole lives um blocking out the destiny until it's like so blatant in your face, like Pamela Anderson having to be called 11 times back mm -hmm. to right. her role in that show. But ultimately she, she reached what she was made for. So oh, everything, these are the big questions was like, so it just like presented itself. Like mm -hmm. it, she just kind of like chose it in the moment. And it was so fascinating to watch even how she, she was essentially discovered. So she's Canadian. She grew up on this like small Island in Vancouver. Um, and she basically went to some sort of, I think hockey game in Vancouver. And then she was mm -hmm. like put on the jumbotron. And then wow. from that, this beer company wanted her to do a commercial for them because she was on the jumbotron. Wow. And then from that, that's how Playboy found her. Wow. From these like ads that she did for some sort of beer commercial. And they found her. And they're like, we want you to like be in Playboy. Mm. And she didn't know anything about it. The first time she ever took a plane in her life was to go to, um, to like California to do Playboy. And when she went wow. to the airport, she didn't even know she wasn't. She's like, yeah, I'm going to be in Playboy. And they're like, well, you can't work in America if you're Canadian. Like then she had to take a, a bus there. It's such a wild story because you're like, that happened? Like there's people who are constantly pursuing their craft. But it was like she was just on a at a hockey game and literally got discovered that way, which is Isn't wild. Amazing. But then yeah. she had to like take the initiative to go there and do it. Mm -hmm. Because you can be presented mm -hmm. an opportunity, but that doesn't mean you're going to take it. I know. I wonder how many opportunities maybe any of us have been presented with without really knowing. Yeah. And not stepping into them. Because, because yeah. we can have our blinders on, right? We live in a world. This is back to the earlier part of our conversation about all the conditioning and all the shoulds. And this is what it means to live a good life and be a good human and whatever. And so we've got our blinders on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so maybe we have these wild opportunities that are presenting themselves to us, but we're not even aware enough to notice because we're too busy being good humans, doing what we're told to do. 
Right. And then the meditation allows us to refocus on our desires because like Joe Dispenza talks about, you're doing your mental rehearsing in your meditations for the things Mm -hmm. you want to desire. And then all of a sudden it's like, you start to see the path in your real life because you've been mentally rehearsing what you desire to see. So those things light up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so crazy. Do you have an example of timeline jumping that you've done in your life? I have an example of timeline jumping before I knew about timeline jumping. And it's all around our move to Vancouver because Vancouver was a place that my husband and I just absolutely loved ever since we've met each other. And there were a few opportunities, like we've been married since 2010. So it's been a while, like to have that on our bucket list. It's mm-hmm. like, it's been a while. Um, and there were a few opportunities throughout the years of like moving out there, but there was so much fear and so many limiting beliefs and so many ideas of what it had to look like that of course, all of those opportunities shut down. And then um, the pandemic hit and I feel like it shifted everything for me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, unfortunately the pandemic for some people was really not great and traumatizing. For me, it was like a coming alive. Like I was sent home from work. I got to work from home, which was like the best thing that ever happened. Um, Being um, told to stay inside was like an opportunity for me to quiet the noise and like really listen to myself and stop being so busy doing everything else and just like really focus on me and in that time I had thought like what are we even doing this all for like if if so many big things outside of us can change in a split second what am I giving a false sense of security to in my life right now and is that really what I want and so then I had kind of given up on Vancouver by this point because it's like I've tried and failed so many times. But then there was this little whisper of like, just start checking again, like check for job opportunities, look into moving, whatever. And so I chatted with Clay about it and he was like, oh my gosh, yes, of course, let's do it. And this time it came with a sense of like, it's going to happen, a sense of certainty, like this is what we're doing. Mm. and there were hiccups along the way, but it was never anything that would have derailed me from the idea of like, we are going to be in Vancouver. And so the embodiment of the version of myself that lives in Vancouver happened before we made the move, which helped create all the magic that led us to Vancouver. So in that, what inside of you turned on to make you have that full embodiment because sometimes I can have that full embodiment, you know, Mm -hmm. where I'm like, yep, I know this is going to happen. Right. Um, But then there's other times when you're trying to do the timeline jump and it's like, there's the idea of the embodiment, Mm -hmm. but it has to be like a true full knowing. So what Mm -hmm. in you was able to be turned on for that embodiment to happen? Because of that shift inward of like shutting out the world and like really being in my own space and asking myself what I really wanted, it started to open up my eyes to like the ideas that I'm not unique and special. Like 
there's so many other people living in Vancouver. There's no reason why I couldn't be one of them. Like there's nothing unique about me keeping me from being there. People do it. Like there's hundreds of thousands of people in the city of Vancouver doing it. So why wouldn't I be able to? And um, I had gotten to. That sounds like you recognize the ease of it. Mm. I recognize the. I recognize the oneness of myself and others, right? So when you have a desire, Mm -hmm. one thing that's really helpful is to look at examples outside of yourself of people that have achieved the desire that you have and recognize yourself in them. Recognize the oneness in the both of you. Like if they've done it and we all come from the same cosmic source, we're all made up of the same stuff. There's nothing so special about me that I can't have that, achieve that, be that. Like I could do it too. Mm. And so I think that's really helpful in terms of being able to embody that certainty. Like it's been done before. Of course I can do it. That's so cool. I think that's like a really amazing way to explain what timeline jumping is Mm. in a practical sense of seeing the thing that you want to experience and then finding the examples of other people already experiencing it and not from a place of like putting people on a pedestal or jealousy because that shows the lack of it, but of, oh, I can be like them too. They're showing me that it's possible. You know, a big thing I, you know, I was just doing a bunch of costume designing and uh, it allowed me and I can see how that experience was really accelerating for me for my career in other aspects Mm. because it allowed me to see people directing and I'm like, oh, wow. Like before I was like always thought of that as like a big goal that is like harder to achieve. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, I, because I was experiencing it and in it and in that world, I'm like, oh, I can do that too. Like, I know I can, Yes, I'm not there yet, but like, there's this like awareness in me that it's so possible for me too, because I'm seeing other people doing it who have the same life experiences as me and who have maybe the same experience of like the film industry. So definitely. I know that feeling of like when it shifts from, mm. oh, wow, I feel like it's possible and I'm not in that lack mentality anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think there was an element of like just wanting it to be so and having the experience of like not achieving it, but still recognizing the desire within that it was like, okay, this isn't just some joke that this awful joke that the universe is playing on me. Like this is meant to happen. So I just need to get on board. I just need to get out of my own way and stop messing things up for myself and just go, go with it, trust it, believe in it. And it all happens and it can all happen in such magical ways that makes you have such a good time that you're willing to do that process all over again with your next desire. But one thing that I think is really one of the most helpful gifts in your human experience is recognizing the humanity in others 
Like regardless of who you are in this world, whether you're um, a celebrity, whether you're some big authority figure in our world, whether you're a super successful person in the field that you want to be in, we're all just human. And it's all, we all started from somewhere. We all have goals, desires, dreams. We all want to be loved. We all want to be seen. We all want to experience you know, our fullest potential and titles don't take away our humanness. They shouldn't take away our humanness. And so it's like my biggest avenue for taking people off of the pedestal is like recognizing the human in them. Even if they've got hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram, or even though they're making millions of dollars, or even though they've been in like so many feature films or whatever it is, like the biggest, best director that you admire so much, underneath all of that is their humanness. And we're all connected through that. And I love that practice so much. Mm, that's so important for us to recognize, especially like in this time where we're seeing so many examples online and like shiny examples of people's lives on Instagram and all these places. And that comparison can really creep in. And we kind of touched upon this a little bit, but I do want to talk about this idea of like, you know, I was talking to you on the weekend about niching down and being mm. everyone like, oh, that's the route to success. Like, you know, these people with these big accounts and and then I sent you this other post talking about, which kind of was like this beautiful um, just recognition that of what we were talking about in that if you're creating something new mm -hmm. that the culture has not experienced yet, it's actually like a better sign to not be recognized mm -hmm. for what you're doing because you're paving the way for new things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can you go into that a little bit for me, like these concepts of trying to follow what other people do as the path to success. But really, if you're truly following your own unique design, creating something that might not exist in this world yet mm -hmm. is not going to be easily met with instant validation or instant success. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The whole niching down concept, because I've struggled with that too. Um, and it's really just stemming from people's experience of what's worked for them. And I think it's like this cookie cutter approach that can sell. It's like you follow steps one through three, you do what I tell you to do, you practice what I practice. And like, it works for some people. Absolutely. We see evidence of it. But because it's digestible digestible it can be commodified it can be sold in a package you know over and over and over again that's what we're getting spoon-fed and it never felt good to me mm, it me never too. felt like something I wanted to do and it's back to that that what we were talking about earlier about taking what you see and passing it through your own internal guidance system to see if it's right for you and so it was a struggle for a while because I was like, oh my gosh, this is the thing that I need to do, but I don't feel like doing it. I don't want to do it. And so it takes some kind of like coming around and trusting yourself and maybe reflecting on 
where you've been successful already or where you've already achieved the things that you want to achieve to like kind of boost your confidence again and build that trust again to know that like, okay, no, I don't actually have to niche down to get what I want. And then I started to see examples of people who also aren't niching down. And like the people that I actually really admire on Instagram are the ones that are like going to the beat of their own drum and sharing what feels really authentic and true to them, not cookie cutter. And just like if they're on a whim of wanting to share something, they're going to share it and completely change the direction of their kind of communication, right? So, And those are kind of like the mavericks, right? They're the people who are creating these new systems, these new ideas, concepts, um, really following their own things that light them up which may not fit into particular boxes mm-hmm. and that's why people like me and you who are really attracted to that because that's in us as well we can see it but mm-hmm. sometimes it takes a little time for that to be seen and it's hard and it sucks like validation is a is something that's ingrained in us mm-hmm. um so it sucks to not see the validation that you want which is where the whole practice of like self-validation and honoring yourself and believing in your messages, regardless of what people are reflecting back to you is like part of the practice. And it's really challenging. It's like, you got to show up for yourself every single day, every single moment. But you know, P the fairy actually even talks about this too, because her timeline jumping was something that she said she had channeled through. And in the beginning, like no one really got it. And it she had to mm-hmm. keep showing up and keep talking about it and keep believing in it, regardless of what other people were reflecting back to her, because she knew the value of it. And then you look now and timeline jumping is like, she's teaching other people to, to perform and facilitate yeah. timeline jumps. And it's like becoming a thing and people are really getting into it. So yes, and like niching down is a function of being able to commodify something and sell something and make it digestible because we want answers. We feel really uncomfortable in uncertainty. We Mm want to be told that there's this way to do something and you're guaranteed success because it's comfortable that way. But also that when you are charting new territory and pioneering a path that maybe doesn't exist yet, how important it is to continue to practice self-belief and self-trust and self-validation knowing that your desire is divine expression and you are here to show up in the way that you desire to and it will come Mm. so something that I think about often is like the most challenging aspect of mindset work and even like practicing with Joe Dispenza or whatever mm-hmm. is holding this vision that is not reflected in your reality. Oh, yes. Mic drop. Like, thank you. I feel like that, <laughs> that is like perfect culmination of everything that you love teaching about and are Mm. experiencing and what lights you up so fully is talking about these concepts and you summed it up so beautifully it's like you have to hold on to that vision even when it's not reflected in your reality because it's true to you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's in knowing what's true to you right by going Mm -hmm. through the the daily practices the meditation the self-reflection the connecting to yourself 
to be able to hone in on what is true for you and what is worthy of you holding the vision for because we can get caught up in like chasing things that aren't meant for us and chasing things that we think we should chase which is where that connection to yourself is so important and nurturing that is so important because your vision is precious everyone's vision and purpose is precious and needs to be shared and we're given our visions for a reason and that's for a reason yeah see them I love this so much um this has been the coolest trippiest amazing most (laughs) quantum conversation of course like I didn't we did not prep anything it was just (laughs) perfectly meant to be where can um people find you what are you working on right now what is something that you're offering to your community that you want to chat about yeah thank you so much for that you can find me on Instagram at Garden State Guide. Um, I have a couple different offerings that I love to play around with. One, I have a Sunday reset, which is just like a place to practice and like show up and put the tools to work in a way that I love so dearly that I've been practicing for like the past seven years, just like giving you an opportunity to apply what you learn. Application of knowledge through practice in Sunday reset. Love it. And then another avenue is coaching. And it's either, you know, maybe you're at a place where you have a pattern, you're aware of it, you know, you want to change and you just need someone to guide you through that shift because you haven't been able to do it yourself. I have a really quick, effective breakthrough session, which is designed specifically for that. Like you, you just, you know what you want and you need some help to get it. And then I also offer monthly coaching, one-on-one coaching, where this is for someone that wants more support more hand-holding more mirroring more chatting more like talking about possibilities and figuring out their path and how to tap into their mind to get to get on that path through monthly coaching I love that and I love that you offer such individual completely like individual tailored experiences Mm -hmm. within what you do and it's so obvious that you love what you do and you, you know, we talk about this all the time and you're someone in your work because I really like believe in it and I would could like stand behind it mm-hmm. and it feels so authentic and real to me and just such a like you're you're expressing what you came here to do. And that's when I know it's like that's the guidance that you want to get. So I love what you do. I love what you offer for people. So thank you. Thank you. You just shot arrows straight to my heart. I so appreciate you saying that. Thank you. (laughs) I don't just support anybody. (laughs) Very particular. Um, But I love this. This has been such a beautiful conversation. We'll definitely have more. Mm -hmm. So thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me.